Buongiorno, and welcome to the Global Podcast, where we keep you up to date on the latest trends and insights on diplomacy and international development. I'm your host, Jesu Antonio Baez, Director of Pax Techum Global Consultancy, based here in London, which produces this series. In this podcast, I sit down with thought leaders, diplomats, and experts on the field, as well as provide analysis from our own team at Pax to talk more about the need for diplomacy in international development in order to foster political will around greater social impact and good. So grab your headphones and let's get on with the show. On today's episode of the Global Podcast, I want to take a bit of time to explain the differences between diplomacy and international development and development diplomacy. Now, the reason why is because we've received some comments asking for a clear definition of the two, especially following our inaugural episode, Defining Diplomacy and International Development. So we're going to take the time to actually dissect and explain the two. Now, what we at the Global Podcast and, of course, Pax Tycoon Global Consultancy, which supports this podcast, what we advocate is diplomacy in international development, which is utilizing diplomatic engagement for the purpose of progressing development work that leads to social impact and sustainable development. This means using diplomatic efforts to mediate by honing in and tackling political will of a target country in order to effectively engage with government and key stakeholders that lead to greater development within the country. In more simplistic terms, it's providing diplomats to speak to governments, but diplomats for non-state actors such as NGOs, businesses, impact investors, or even entities that have nothing to do with the state. The reason why this is needed is because all too often, NGO workers, humanitarians, or country directors of key international organizations assume that evoking the need for, let's say, women's rights or providing health services to a target country will be enough to convince government to accept and be on your side. But in our experience, we know that that one thing is true. It is not the case. There is a need to understand the political dynamics, a need to engage in a way that allows you to speak both the language of the country and relate. And I'm not talking about language like French, Hindi, or Swahili, but the language of political will and tact that requires diplomatic mediation and a more diplomatic approach. The ultimate goal is to progress initiatives that help lead to sustainable development, but get the backing of government or powerful stakeholders on the ground. This is what makes the difference in getting the Sudanese government, for example, to accept an environmental program by using mediation to tap into the government's priorities and align with the program, such as removing the economic embargo, or getting health programs underway in Nepal, and lifting obstacles because you've managed to mediate and engage to link the program to better relations to, let's say, neighboring nations. The beauty of this is that it doesn't just limit itself to NGOs or the public sector, but, as indicated, can also be rendered and used within the private sector. Businesses with sustainable outlook or social purpose can use diplomacy in international development as a means to progress their business, which has a sustainable angle in order to allow for greater national, regional, or local implementation. 
This is important as just like NGOs, governments don't care if a business comes in and says, we will bring you such business and we will bring you this amount of money. In all due respects, they simply don't care because it's not the language they understand. Let's say, for example, a fintech company looking to reach citizens in rural Ghana in order to get them banking where traditional banking has failed. Or introducing a new AI technology in Indonesia that could empower speakers of lesser spoken Indonesian languages, apart from Bahasa Indonesia, to really utilize the technology. These require government backings and mediation with key insight of political appetite and political dynamics of the region, which are crucial in order to make this work and to allow the business to survive regime change and be something that can be injected and inserted into the agenda because it's already incorporated within the vision and mission of the country. Now, with that explained, what is then development diplomacy? The difference is actually quite easy. For you see, diplomacy in international development deals with non-state actors that is, non-governmental, engaging with government in order to foster sustainable development. Development diplomacy, instead, deals with country-to-country engagement. It is foreign relations that deals with development challenges of target countries used to create opportunities for citizens, to bring jobs, or to deal with infrastructure deficits. Basically, it's diplomacy done through developmental aid. This is where foreign governments engage with governments either to bring to light developmental issues of a target country or engage in diplomatic engagement that can help lead to sustainable development. This is the kind of diplomacy which the US government and the United Kingdom employ in order to engage with countries in either Africa, Latin America, or Asia so that they can introduce or promote agencies such as DFID or the activities of USAID. It's also what China has been doing for a number of years in Africa, financing development projects and endeavors to launch many countries to reach their quote-unquote developmental potential. In fact, this has been China's most popular way into Africa for the past number of years, with its recent One Belt endeavors in Senegal and its trade deals in Ethiopia. Effectively, it's diplomacy done through development aid. Now, the key difference as well is the level of sustainability between diplomacy and international development and development diplomacy, as the first is more focused on understanding political will in order to insert potential for sustainability, whether through business, NGOs, or impact investment, while the other is using development between governments for multiple reasons, either for soft power, foreign policy tactics, or security. In the latter case, sustainability, though it is a goal, it isn't really what's always considered as the objective, as is with the case, for example, of China in Africa. It's a known fact that a majority of the work of Chinese development hasn't been necessarily the best to lead towards long-term impact and sustainability. Now, that's not to say that the work of DFID or USAID is not sustainable at all, or to say that China has no intentions of sustainable development going forward and the work that they're doing won't lead to sustainability. That's not really the case at all, what I'm trying to make. Instead, I'm indicating that the focus of development diplomacy for many actors engaging will not have sustainability in the first place, either intentionally or unintentionally. That's also why at Pax Tech and Global Consultancy Firm, we work with emerging economies to help them attract development from key countries in non-traditional markets in order to ensure sustainable investment and growth that leads to greater social impact. We basically help emerging economies attract it and filter out the development that is going to lead to greater growth. Now, why is this important? Well, it's quite simple. By attracting development that is sustainable, can it lead to sustainable peace as economic empowerment generates opportunities for both youth and ordinary citizens 
in order to lead dignified lives that does not corner them to doing desperate measures, such as joining terrorist organizations such as ISIS, or radical groups such as Al-Shabaab in Somalia, or drug trafficking in Mexico. Sustainable development leads to more environmental-friendly businesses in the country that both nurtures the local environment and increases job prospects, and sustainability also ensures continuation. Not some form of wham-bam, thank you ma'am aid, which is only good for one moment, but not in the long run. It's the teach a man how to fish and you can feed him for days mentality, which diplomacy and international development really tries to get through. And that's why we urge governments as well to prioritize around this, especially when it comes to sustainable development goals. Because it's a fact, sustainability leads to economic development, which leads to peace and which ultimately leads to a better future. That brings us to the end of this edition of the Global Podcast. I'm Jesu Antonio Baez, Director of Pax Tecum Global Consultancy, which produces this series. Please do check out our website at www.paxtecumglobal.org. That's P-A-X-T-E-C-U-M-G-L-O-B-A-L.org to discover more about our work. You can also follow this podcast and the work of Pax on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you like this podcast, Please don't forget to rate, review, and of course subscribe on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Join us next week for another edition, and until next time, grazie e ci sentiamo presto. Ciao!